Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome to Jumping Bomb Audio. Welcome back to Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one show all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. My name is Taylor, and I am joined, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, Kelly. Kelly, hello. Hello. You just found out that I'm not good at on-the-spot math. Yes, we always um, do some mic checks before the show uh, and make sure that we're all synced up by giving each other math equations which are usually two plus two um i jokingly last week said i was going to change the equation this week which i did to three plus three which kelly got wrong uh (laughs) so but we're not we're not here kelly to talk about math we're here to talk about joshi and in that you are very smart yay thank you i get a's in that category and you are going to have a lot to be very smart about this week, because we have a lot of shows to talk about. We, we have sure do. Two big Tokyo Joshi shows. We have thousands, it seems, of stardom shows to talk about, including two uh, big shows, I guess we'll call them, and a whole bunch of action from the Five Star Grand Prix. We've got some other things to talk about. we got some Marvelous to talk about. Uh, which I will definitely be talking about. And then we got a lot to preview with the upcoming five-star Grand Prix action, a big, big seedling show coming up at Corican Hall and much, much more. So we don't have any time to waste, so let's dive right into it. We're going to start with some Tokyo Joshi action and starting with the Tokyo Princess Cup semifinals that happened on August 12th at Corrigan Hall in front of five hundred and twenty five fans kelly what did you think of this show uh really fun show like the the mid card was good it's just kind of one of those shows where it's like the vibes carried you through the whole time it didn't feel like it was taking a long time or anything it was just a what i want out of a tokyo joshi kurikin show um i was very happy we talked about on the last show the uh previous a Cork and Hall show, which had a little bit of a weird vibe, or at least to me had a bit of a weird vibe. This felt very much like a return to form. Uh, I thought this was a very good show uh, that I really enjoyed. So it kicked off with all the rookies 
hanging out together in a six-person tag team match. Runa Okuba, Toga, and Wakana Uihara defeating Haru Karashiro, Himawari, and Shino. Shino. Suzuki in nine minutes and 25 seconds. And I will just say, I don't know if Kelly's going to agree with me or not. I thought this was unbelievably good. I went four stars on this match. Holy shit. I didn't I didn't go anywhere near that high. I thought it was pretty good, but damn, I only went three and a quarter. <laughs> I thought it was just... I don't know if it was just... I think it, one part of it is just that I'm still, even though I've talked differently on this show, I'm sort of still in the mindset of like, okay, this is six rookies. There are no... Like, the matches before have been, like, a veteran, two of the rookies against a veteran, and two of the rookies. So you're like, okay, these veterans are going to steer them through the match, get them doing whatever they need to do. Mom and dad aren't home this time. Yes, correct. And I just thought it was so, I wrote in my notes, so much better than it has any right to be. These six people combined have, like, 50 matches under their belt. (laughs) And I'm like, this is really good. Um, Toga, of course, having the moment every match, destroyed Shino Suzuki um, with the elbow and then hit that wild finisher, which I really liked. And I was just like... That slam looked brutal. Yeah. I was just like, this is so good. I don't know. I think, you know, was it like a really top level four-star match no but i was just sort of blown away that it's like okay here's the six rookies and they had a great match i mean the fact that we're not sitting here being like you know okay they got through it you know two and a half stars um you know it yeah, they was didn't fine. they didn't burn down the house trying to make toast they they uh did all their homework and then had time to watch some tv i also like that so many of them are already sort of um, very unique from each other. Now, Runa and Haru are sort of the most similar to each other, but like Himawari is very different from Shino, who's very different from Toga. So they all already sort of have these defined personalities, which is very important in um, Tokyo Joshi. But yeah, I'm going to confuse Runa and Haru for probably years to come. <laughs> Unless one of them comes out and is like, my new gimmick is I'm a freaking, I don't know, frog. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> they're just they're just two girls and that's it. Like, yeah. there's nothing else really definitive about them. And I'm like, ah, I, I need an FTR bald and hair for them. <laughs> one of you needs to shave your head. But that's all. That's the only distinction that you should take from that team. Um <laughs> And keep it in the ring here. Yeah, one of uh, you, sh- it shouldn't be, or like one of you can love your daughter, sure, but the other definitely shouldn't be, I love my guns. Yes, correct. Um, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. This is like the best case scenario for like yeah. two months ago, if you were like, hey, this match is going to be this good, especially seeing like Runa and Haru, who it was like, okay, they're very young. They appear very timid. I would have been like, I don't think they get there that fast. No, I would have thought this was going to be a disaster. 
and they did great. So um, hats off. Um, the next match was a singles match, Suzume defeating the recently returned Jury Nagano in six minutes and five seconds. A little nod to the NWA. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's what they were going for. Yeah. Um, Big fan of Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, what do you think of this match? slightly disappointed with this i don't know it felt like they both kind of had an off night just in the early going it was weirdly sloppy to me i don't know i i went two and three quarters like i think it ended up being pretty decent but it wasn't what i was hoping it would be out of them um i thought it was solid um i thought it was fine obviously only six minutes the one thing I sort of did like about the match is I like that Juria has come back and sort of before her injury, she had, you know, the finisher, that sort of quick strike. Um, and then the, the knee, I don't know what you call it. Um, you know, hold your foot kick. Uh, what do you call that? What is that? A butterfly kick? Uh, that, uh, um, is that a name for it? No, wait, it's like, um, uh, I don't know. The low, low key delayed, kick. like <laughs> delayed, like delayed kick or something. But anyway, yeah. it felt like her whole sort of identity was like, oh, I'm just going to sort of do things. And that's what we're all waiting. Like, we're all waiting for her to go for that. Um, And so we're just sort of burning time waiting for that attempt, you know, for her to hit it or at least attempt it where yeah. it felt in this match much more like she's building out an offensive identity that sort of has different types of kicks and is karate based, but doesn't feel is like, Oh, that's a cool thing you're doing. And I'm not just sitting here being like, okay, when is the, you know, when's the big kick coming? Say the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I like that, but I think I would agree with you. It was pretty short. Um, you know, I can't complain it wasn't terrible, but I thought it was just sort of solid. The next match was the Eat, Shaved, Ice, and Enter. Eight-person tag team match. The quartet of Haruna Neko, Palm Harajuku, Raku, and Yuki Aino defeating Hikari Noah, Naokakuda, Hyper Masao, and Kaya Torabami. In nine minutes and 58 seconds, the rules of this match, uh, each person was chosen to eat a certain shaved ice at a table outside the ring. Um, some had more than others. Um, some had very little. And Palm Harajuku had a lot. Uh, and once you finished it, you could then enter the match, which meant at different points in the match, it was a different, uh, you know, it was a handicap match. You know, two on one, three on two. Um, I did think for a good amount of time that Palm Harajuku was going to take a long time to finish. And like she was going to finish, be like, I'm done. The ref <laughs> would be like, yes, you can get in. And the match was going to end like the pin would be <laughs> happening as she was finishing. And so it would be like she never gets in the match. That would have been um, good. Because I thought, oh, that would be funny. Um, but it didn't happen. And it ended up sort of being a match all about Palm Harajuku and her struggle to eat shaved ice. Yeah, she was the main character of this match. I, I enjoyed that. 
it really was at a time like, oh, there's a match going on in the ring, and that's not really important to <laughs> observing who is finishing their shaved ice. Because it was like, oh, there's wrestling. But what's Palm Hero Juke? How far has Palm Hero Juke gotten? Yeah. Um, also did Next. very much like, have to mention, um, the English commentary with Chris Brooks and Ash, um, who was on the last show with Balianaki, but Balianaki not at this show. And I thought they were a very good commentary duo. Yeah, they did a great job. Uh, yeah, no, this was a lot. This yeah. was a fun match. Like, just this is the kind of goofy nonsense I want out of Misao matches on the on the undercard. And you know, sometimes you got to give Pom Harajuku the starring role in those matches. The next match was a tag team match. The infamous duo of Mei San Michelle and Saki Sama defeating Mahiro Kiryu and Mizuki in 13 minutes and 53 seconds. Kelly, what did you think about this Neo Bishikigun match? I loved seeing the interactions between Mizuki and Saki-sama. <laughs> Just they they had they have such a great chemistry to them and I I wish we could see more. I was I'm sad they didn't do the title shot the next night like I was hoping they would. Uh, but this was a, another good match. Always wonderful to see Neo Bashiki Goon. I went three and three quarters. I was very close. I went three and a half. I thought it was very fun. Uh, Mesa and Michelle was really going wild <laughs> for parts <Yeah>. of this, <laughs> uh, which is really saying something because she usually is going wild, um, but was extra wild here, attacking Mahiro, um, pretending at one point that she was getting her hair pulled. Um, and then it, I thought the ending really, uh, took off and Saki Sama just crushed Mahiro with those kicks, um, yes. for the finish. So I went three and a half and thought it was interesting at the end, Mizuki taking, I also thought, because you had mentioned it when we previewed it, that it was like, oh, maybe Saki Sama gets a title challenge that Mizuki took the rose at the end, accepted the rose, um, bachelor style from Saki Sama thinking, oh, maybe that will be something. It wasn't something the next night, um, which I guess makes sense. I think it would be, I think that's a match you probably would want to advertise slightly more in advance. Yeah. Um, but just something to think about. Also with Niyu Bishiki Goon announced after the match that at Russell Princess 4 in October, there will be a eight, person tag with Neo Bashiki Goon, uh, Saki Sama, Mei San Michel, Yukio San Laurent, and Martha will be teaming up against uh, a mystery group of opponents, four opponents. So um, that will be happening. I'm very excited. I think this means we'll get another massive entrance for them, which should be great. It's funny because that entrance they did with all of them is like the best thing they can do. And I'm like, but it would also make sense if Neo Bishiki Goon like was going away that that's what you would do, but they've already done it. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like, oh, I wonder what they would do to sort of top that because that's like a great, um, like all time entrance for me. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> So I'm like, hmm, how would they top that? I guess we'll uh, have to see. Yeah. 
In the next match, another tag team match, Mio Watanabe and Shoko Nakajima defeating Arisa Endo and Moka Miyamoto in 13 minutes and 21 seconds. Um, I mean, the thing that stands out, Endo not able to hit that jumping um, top rope drop kick and I believe injured herself because she was off the next night. Uh, oh, no. I didn't so, even realize that. Yeah. So I hope she is uh, okay and recovering. Uh, but that was sort of the thing that stood out to me in the, in the match. Yeah, my note for this says good but unremarkable, which is true because I remember nothing about this match. Yeah, I remember the the slip because I was like, oh my gosh, that never happens. Um, and I thought that they covered well because um, I'm imag- I think what was supposed to happen is it was going to get blocked anyway so I think they just sort of moved into the next segment of the match um, but yeah um, hope Arisa Endo is okay yeah the next match was the first of two semifinal matches in the for the Tokyo Princess Cup where Miyu Yamashita defeating Yuki Arai in 13 minutes and 18 seconds. My first note is hot dog, (laughs) is what I wrote. Um, I thought it was a solid match. I was like, okay, this is like a three and a half star match. This is fine. This is fine. And then just they went crazy at the end. Made yeah. Arai look like a million bucks, and I think it's Arai's best match by a very large margin. Um, I went four and a quarter stars. Yeah, that's where I was too. Like the it was a I said it was a damn good match, but that closing stretch was awesome. Just so many good looking kicks, and I don't like I, I put in my notes, I don't know if this is Arai's best match, but that closing stretch is easily the best she's ever looked. I mean, I'm trying to think of another match where like because the tag she title that, reign. Yeah, that wasn't any good. She had that Maki Ito match that I remember being pretty good. I don't even when was that when was that? Sometime last year? Yeah, I mean, this was the one that I was like, I couldn't even think of anything that really was close. I guess I would have to go back and see what I gave. Now that you're saying that, I'm sort of vaguely, I'm like vaguely remembering the Ito stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, I would have to go back in my notes and like see what I thought. Um, When was that? That was from Grand Princess 22. Grand Princess 22. So that was March of last year. That was the same show with Nakajima and Yamashita in the main event. That was Maki Ito defending the princess title against her. All right. I don't see anything in my notes. Uh, did I take notes on that? Maybe I didn't. Uh, but anyway. Okay, I just have four stars on it. So yeah, no, this is... Yeah. But a great match here. Yep. 
And then the main event was another semifinal match, the last semifinal match. Yuki Kamafuku defeating Rika Tatsumi in 12 minutes and 39 seconds to move into the finals. Kelly, what did you think of this main event? What an upset. Like, who saw this coming? Kamiyu just worked her ass off here and put in a great performance to the point where I think she looked better than Tatsumi in this match. Like, I thought at first, like, there was a weird bit in the opening bits of the match where Tatsumi had, like, a really hard time getting over the top rope. And I was like, what is happening? This match is turning into a disaster. But then it kind of worked things out. And, like, I don't know. Kamiyu just rocked in this match and proved that she could be a main event level wrestler in this company. I went four stars. I thought it was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. And yeah, a shocking uh, result. I have to say, and this will bleed into the next show that, you know, I put together all our notes um, using very helpfully the cage match results. I have to say, the cage match, uh, what do they call them? The cage match the in, freaks. The, the inmates. Are, yeah, the inmates are not high on Yuki Kamafuku. No. Um, I have noticed because this match was given a 7.13, which averages out to what? Three and like 3.55 or something. 3.565. Yeah. Um which I think is pretty low for this match. I also thought it was really good. Um, yeah, and a good, you know, it's always fun to have sort of a Cinderella story um, for these tournament for this tournament. And it turns out Yuki beating uh, Miyu, who everyone or many people thought would go to the finals or maybe win the whole thing. Uh, it turned out to be Yuki. Yeah. I mean, maybe I was thinking about it. Maybe the inmates don't like the uh, old McDonald erasure. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's protest yeah. uh, against old McDonald. Yeah, that is... Uh, that could be. Uh, you may be right about that. But we are going to roll right into the next night, which was, once again, Tokyo Joshi, the Tokyo Princess Cup Finals on August 13th, back at Corican Hall, this time in front of 600 and 57 fans so a nice bump there kelly what were your thoughts about this show uh another good show but damn it had a killer main event which we'll get to later but yeah this was a solid solid show yeah this much more felt sort of like a one card match it was a very good uh, i mean a one match card i should say not a one card (laughs) match uh but the one match was very good and sort of not surprising because they don't really announce. I went in not even knowing what had been announced. Yeah, um, same. So I sort of went in blind. A lot of good matches, but really the highlight, as it should be, uh, was the main event. So we'll dive right into it. The first match was a singles match. Makari Noah defeating runa okuba in five minutes and 13 seconds we don't often get to hear it uh so i just want to mention the runa theme song is a bop um (laughs) my only other note is that runa was really going nuts with those elbows um i guess all the rookies have just decided they're going to be 
shooters with their elbows, um, which is good for me because I like that. This was a quick match, good win for Hikari, uh, but not much else to say. Yeah, no, it was just a fun opener. Nothing super remarkable about it, but another just like, hey, these rookies are pretty decent. The next match was a three-way match. Now Kakuta defeating Haruna Neko and Himawari in eight minutes and four seconds. Another match I thought was fine. Uh, thought it was interesting to see Hikari Noah and Now Kakuta both win um, with the upcoming news on this show about the tag championships. Um, so just something that sort of stuck out in my head. Yep, we gotta gotta keep pushing for free Wi-Fi to get those titles. The next match was a tag team match. Palm Harajuku fighting through an ice injury. Um, I don't know. She was originally, and I believe, announced to not be on the show, um, and then last minute was put back on the show. Um, so good to see her able to make it. But she and Raku defeating Harukarashiro and Shino Suzuki in seven minutes and 40 seconds. A big win for Raku, who picked up the win. Other than that, I wrote in my notes, it was a match. Yeah, it was a, a blessed weekend to get Tom getting on the winning side twice. Then it was announced that at Wrestle Princess 4, the new tag champions will be crowned. Um, the title's currently vacant, of course. It was later revealed, not on this show, uh, it was later revealed that there will be two three-way matches, um, three-way tag team matches, so six people. The winners of those two matches will go on to face each other for the championships at Wrestle Princess 4. So we will be talking about that soon as those matches will be happening in September. The next match saw the Karate Kids, Juria Nagano and Moka Miyamoto, defeating Hyper Masao and Kaya Torabami in 8 minutes and 58 seconds. A good win, a bounce-back win for Juria here. Uh, I like the Karate kids team together um there's a lot of good one of a lot of good sort of young contenders possibly for the tag titles but a good win for juria just wish as always that she and uh, mocha looked a little bit more um as one as a unit yeah and and not juria wearing mocha gear yeah, let's Not put Juria. That. That's what I meant. Let's put Juria in a long skirt. No, you got to specify that so the monkey's paw isn't just like, all right, I got you. This is what you asked for. Yep. Uh, but it was uh, cool seeing uh, Juria win here. I didn't expect Misao to be on the losing side here. The next match was another tag team match. Mahiro Kiryu and Yuki Arai picking up a win over Toga and Wakana Uihara in 10 minutes and 18 seconds. Kelly, what'd you think of this one? I loved the bit 
where Kiryu got embarrassed for trying to go for the pin when she wasn't legal and then had to apologize for that. I thought that was a very good use of that gimmick. <laughs> but overall, just fun match. Uh, I went three and a quarter on it. Yeah, I also thought it was a super fun match. I thought everyone looked good. Um, I did like also that part where <laughs> she tried for the pin, which I was confused at first what was happening. And then they're like, oh, she's not legal. Um, and I thought that was very funny. And I think um, it's no coincidence that it's Toga and Wakana here near the top of the card um, together here, because I think that they have sort of stood out amongst the rookies. And I think, you know, if I had my druthers, um, they would get, um, you know, pushed uh, pretty fast. I'll say that. Yeah, hell, throw them in that uh, tag title tournament thing. Why not? So that would be my thought. It was then announced that Tokyo Joshi will return to the United States on December 14th for Combat Princess USA, a joint venture with uh, prestige wrestling will be happening at the globe theater in los angeles so exciting to see uh, tokyo joshi already returning to the states uh, hopefully one day they make it to the east coast please uh, <laughs> but some names some big names announced both uh, from tokyo joshi and from the american um, side killer kelly will be there sandra moore um Taya Valkyrie, um, Miyu Yamashita, and some others. So I'm sure that that card uh, will start to be announced in the coming months. But exciting to see Tokyo Joshi still trying to um, get things done in the U.S., which is exciting for me. <laughs> and probably for Kelly, who also lives in the United States. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, I don't think we need Taya Valkyrie on those shows, but like, Sure. You know, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, Maybe the, just look good wrestlers. Well, they they did pretty they did pretty well uh, other than that. So, yeah. yeah. You know, can't fault them too much. The semi-main of the show was a six-person tag team match. Mizuki, Shoko Nakajima, and Suzume defeating Miyu Watanabe, Rika Tatsumi, and Yuki Aeno in 15 minutes and 31 seconds. I thought this was a good action, good match. Felt very sort of modern uh, style at the end with lots of people sort of, you know, coming in and out of the ring to do their stuff, which is a little bit um, different than sort of the typical Tokyo Joshi style. Um, sort of like, oh, I come in, I do a move, then you come in, you do a move to me. Um, you know, sort of that back and forth style, which is sort of like a modern U.S. style, I guess I would think of it as. Yeah, um, the PWG style. Yeah, so interesting to see it here. Also, um, in some way interesting, the taking the fall, Miyu uh, Watanabe getting pinned by Mizuki um sort of sad to see but buried I, <laughs> I liked it i went three and a half stars 
Yeah, no, I thought this was really good. Pretty much nonstop action. I went three and three quarters on it. They, it was a really solid semi-main with the. No, I was about to say with everyone from the that didn't make the finals from the top eight, but that is not true. I was going to lie to all of you people. I'm sorry. I apologize. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> and then the main event, the final match in the 2023 edition of the Tokyo Princess Cup, Miyu Yamashita defeating the Cinderella story Yuku, Yuki Kamafuku in 15 minutes and 57 seconds. Kelly, I'll let you go first. More than anything, I come away from this match so goddamn impressed with Yuki Kamafuku. Like, where did this come from? She stepped up so huge here, and there was about, like, halfway through the match, I was like, you know what? Let her win. It's like, let's do it. (laughs) Camus winning. This is just a really good, straightforward, hard-hitting match. You had Miyu's curse versus Camus' Cinderella story. It's like, who is going to come out on top? I fucking loved this match. I went four and a half stars. Uh, where were you on it? I also went four and a half stars. I really liked it. I thought it was a great effort by uh, Yuki. Really great. I really, uh, the near fall at the end with her foot on the rope uh, really got me. That was a big moment and i just sort of like the general story i don't think this is really a story you know it sort of is a story the company's telling but just the general idea that i think three or four years ago it was like well no one can beat me like um she's the bat you know she's the best she's head and shoulders above you know the sort of yuki that sort of like mid card upper mid card type of person you know she could go even with um you know like shoko or um you know rika or people of that level but sort of below that it was like oh of course she's gonna like just kill them and the story that sort of all these people you know yuki arai getting close the night before yuki getting close here is like the whole level of Tokyo Joshi is sort of rising and getting much closer to Miyu than she's ever been. Um, Like closing in on sort of overtaking her and her battle to remain, you know, one step ahead, I think is just sort of a fun general promotional story that I'm very much enjoying. So that was also part of this. Uh, But like I said, I went four and a half. I thought it was great. Um, a great finish to the tournament, which has really become in the last two years, very consistent. I mean, we had some great matches the night before and then a great match here, which is the same um, as last year, which had two great semifinals and then a great final match. So really um, overall a very good tournament and a great match to cap it off with. Yeah, no, they they did a great job with this tournament. I I'm I'm a big fan of single elimination tournaments. Need more of those, and they did great with this one. All right. Well, also happening on August thirteenth was Stardom show Stardom X Stardom from Edeon Osaka Arena. 
in front of 1,796 fans. And Kelly, I'm fascinated to know what you thought about this show. Uh, overall, I came away from it pretty positive. I don't think it was like a top of the line uh, stardom show. It was definitely a step down from the opening night of Five Star, but by and large, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was fine. My sort of overall, like the show ended and I was like, that was fine. I sort of went in with slightly lower expectations and I feel like my slightly lower expectations were met. (laughs) You know, that sounds sort of overly negative, but it was sort of like, I don't think this is going to be a top end stardom show. And it sort of wasn't. It still had good stuff on it. But it was sort of like the big matches. I was like, okay, I think I'm going to think that these are mostly fine. And that's mostly what I thought. Yeah, um, you didn't were... expect it to blow you away, and it didn't. And it, But yes. it wasn't bad either. Yes. It was sort of, I was expecting like a 7 out of 10 show, and I got a 7 out of 10 show. Yeah. Um, but the show kicked off with a gauntlet tag team match. The duo of May Sierra and Suzu Suzuki winning in the end. But, I mean, I don't really have that much to say. It was like a bunch of two- or three-minute long matches um, where it's sort of hard to say anything about the individual matches. I'm glad that um, Suzu and May won. Um, And a little bit sad that it seemed, uh, based on this and some other things, that Yuna Mizumori seems like she will be... Uh, pretty locked into sort of the life of a comedic undercarder. Um, yeah. Because two or three years ago, it was like, wow, she could be a really big deal. And now it's sort of like, well, she isn't a big deal. Yeah. Uh, as far as these like get everyone on the show opener things go, I thought this one was actually pretty good. Like the back two thirds of the match were solid i went three and a quarter on it which isn't bad by any means so i I enjoyed myself watching this but yeah no i do agree with you on yuna there was there was a bit where i was like yep she's just gonna be stuck in this role as the lower card person on um cosmic angels that tom gets to bully The next match was our one five-star Grand Prix match of the evening. Starlight Kid getting her first two points, defeating Natsuka Tora in seven minutes and 31 seconds. Natsuka Tora now attempting um, gimmick number 10,001 to try and make her look cool with new entrance gear um, that she has been wearing to the ring. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just like every match is the same. Okay, here it comes. Here's a cane. Here's a this. Oh, the ref is distracted. Oh, we're doing this. I don't know. I just... I I find myself struggling to care. Yeah. I will say I liked this one a decent amount, and I give a huge credit to Starlight Kid for that. I thought they worked at a pretty fast pace. And Kid kind of bumped like a maniac for Tora. So I I went three and a half. I liked this. Well, there you go. I mean, I don't think I'll... Well, no, there was, I think, one other uh, 
Natsukatora match I enjoyed that much later in the tournament. Or earlier. I don't know. I don't remember when things happen anymore. Time is a flat circle. Well, what else happened on this show? The high-speed title, Saki Kashima successfully defending her title against Koguma in four minutes and 53 seconds. I thought there were some fun high-speed sequences early on. Uh, they felt... Uh, they felt heavily like sort of Koguma very much leading Saki through those segments um, where it was like Koguma was like, I got you. I can go very fast. Just follow along with me. Um, but I thought it was short, enjoyable. I think it's probably the finish with, you know, Saki getting the roll up is going to be how um, most of these high speed matches are probably going to end um, in Saki's reign. Um but yeah, I mean, four minutes and 53 seconds, there's not really much to say about it. Yeah, no, I thought it was, it was a pretty just kind of average high-speed title match. Just like, it was it was fine. It was a C. Um, I did find it funny after the match, Maceira coming out to challenge for the high-speed title, Saki Kashima going, I have my next challenger. It's Momokogo. Um... <laughs> A very and then may having to like slink away awkwardly um i found that very funny but no worries for may who would come out again later in the show speaking of in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe i can pull a ken Griffey jr rookie card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah, you can open it and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, ah, Hey, look at some random cards, or whatever. But if you're really in this game to, to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing, you know, nothing of value. Not with arena club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 
10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. The next match in the show was for the Goddesses of Stardom title. And we have new champions as Kelly's favorite duo, Natsupoy and Sayori Ano, defeating the Club Venus champions of Mariah May and Mina Shirakawa in 13 minutes and 24 seconds. Kelly, what did you think of this one? I thought the match itself was great, but boy, do I ever hate the booking here because it's just a repeat of Mina's white belt run where a single successful defense and then drop the titles. And then we also have a repeat of the Tom and Poi feud with they feud become best friends up. Oh, now they're the tag champs. It's incredibly lazy booking. And I kind of hate that it left such a bad taste in my mouth because I really did like the match itself. Um, I also liked the match. I was sort of sitting watching the match thinking, you know, oh, this is pretty good. This is a nice match. And then thinking, you know, probably on a show like this, if you're not in the main event, you're sort of trying not to kill yourself because you're doing all of these five-star matches that are probably very tiring. So you probably just want to go out there and sort of like have a nice match, but sort of keep your energy um, further days. And as I was in the middle of thinking that uh, Sayori got dropped directly on top of her head. Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, never mind. And then the end of the match was just everyone like th- yoinking each other um, with suplexes on their heads, which has seemingly become like the Natsupoi uh, Sayori deal. Yeah, um, which is like, oh, we'll just throw everyone, you know, just throw everyone on their heads at the end of the match. That'll be the end. Um, and that'll be it. And I thought that was great. So I went four stars on this match. Yeah, I was just below. I went three and three quarters. And I mean, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think Natsupoy and Sayori are a good um, team. So I'm fine with them winning, you know, not thinking about... Um, you are right that it is sort of a repeat of a story that we just had. Um, yeah, it's it's double. It, they <laughs> twice in one match. It's kind of impressive. Then afterwards, Maceer was back out with Suzu Suzuki to challenge for the tag titles. That match will be coming up, which we'll be talking about in the preview. But that should be um, a very fun match. It would have actually been kind of funny if they had said no and Maceira came out to challenge <laughs> every title holder and each time was like, no, I already have someone. Yeah. Oh, strong. Um, I'm out here for the strong title. Uh, yeah. But they will be challenging. Then next was Julia defending her strong women's title. Um, defeating you in 19 minutes and one second. Kelly, I'll let you go first. Uh, It's picked up a little bit in the second half, but for the most part, it was very boring. 
I uh, don't need any you singles matches on my stardom shows. Thank you very much. Three stars. Uh, she hit a great slap on Julia at one point, and I thought, oh, that's, that was good. That's fine. Um, yeah, that was good. It just, to me, felt sort of like, well, we need a challenger. Um, It's you, as in yep. it's you, you. Um, I don't know, and maybe I'm just also having flashbacks to like 2016 where every promotion on earth had you challenging for their title um, and not winning where I'm like, Oh God, I'm back. Uh, please. <laughs> so I just sort of watched it and I was like, things are happening and I have no reaction to any of this. And it ended and I was like, okay, let's move on with our lives. You can hear the rolling stones and see the choppers, but instead it's you and some you related entrance music i could not tell you what her music is like any i couldn't like if you make me put a gun to my head and say imagine you as entrance music i got nothing i don't know what it is um after the match uh diana perazzo appeared on the video board to challenge julia for the strong title then giselle shaw appeared as well saying she wanted to challenge uh, momo kogo was later added to that match which is happening I believe hours from now as we record. Um, so I will have happened by the time this gets released and I'm assuming Julia will retain, uh, but you never it's gonna know. It's going to be wild when Momokogo beat, uh, pins <laughs> Julia. Um, but the video played reached the end of the video and awkwardly started playing again, uh, which was very odd. Then they stopped the video and there was absolutely dead silence in the arena <laughs> i mean you could have heard a whisper in the upper deck with how quiet i was like what's happening um it was it was just very strange um that match will be fine i'm sure um on the impact new japan multiverse show um and that's that the next match was for the IWGP women's title, Mayu Iwatani, the champion, retaining her title against Utami uh, in 21 minutes and 32 seconds. Um, I thought this was pretty good. I think I was below what most other people were. I went three and three quarters. Uh, a lot of it didn't really grab me except for the crazy-looking finish. Um, yes. The leaping over the shoulders top rope poison rana which i thought looked amazing and uh really got me going but then the match was over um so it was just one of those things where i was like yeah this is this is good i don't know maybe part of it is that you know we're seeing a lot of five star matches that also have been very good so you know maybe my brain was just sort of like yep it's another singles match um you know, still thought it was very good, but didn't really um, get to the next level that I think it did for a lot of people. The Wrestling Observer had it at four and a quarter. Um, they also had Julia and you at four and a quarter, which I find um, objectively wrong. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I would not say that these matches were 
um, in the same ballpark. of the same quality yes, in any all. way. <laughs> I was also four and a quarter on this match. Actually, I I liked how it felt kind of just like a war of attrition, where Mayu was just getting her ass beat by Utami for a good long time, but then she finally managed to like outlast her and. Once Utami slipped up, she was like, all right, cool. I can strike. And then she put her away. I thought that was an interesting story for the match. And then the main event, speaking of going back to 2016-2017, Tom Nakano retaining her World of Stardom title over the Megasis. Megan Bain in 16 minutes and 23 seconds. This, to me, felt very much like a 2017 Gaijin uh, Io Shirai title defense. Um, sort of like, okay, this person is fine. Tom will work hard, sort of make it okay. And I'll never think about this match. The, the minute we stop talking about this show, I won't ever think about this match again. I was weirdly kind of high on it. I went four stars. I thought it was a good main event. And I like Bane as the... Like giant Gaijin Goliath to Tom's David. I don't know. This 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 match just worked for me. All right. Well, maybe I was just impressed. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it could be. Uh, that was Stardom X Stardom from August nineteenth. But just recently, Stardom had another show. Um, on August 19th at Odo Ward General Gymnasium. Um, I have a I have a strange feeling that, Kelly, we're in the, uh, for a stardom show, we're in the large minority of people who have actually watched this show. I saw almost <laughs> no discussion at all about it. Not even from the stardom account itself didn't even really say anything about it. Yeah, it's... And I'm not surprised, honestly. I thought this wasn't, I thought this show wasn't going to do well as a whole just because I don't think most Stardom fans are interested in retro Joshi. Uh, so we'll sort of move through this one uh, maybe a little bit faster than um, with the other shows. The show kicked off. Uh, Hanan, Rina, and Hina against Yuna Mizumori, Waka Tsukiyama, and Lady C. Hanan pinning Waka. Um, I had no thoughts about this. I thought it was a fine opener. Same. Great. Uh, then they <laughs> cut to a, what I thought was a strange Suzu Suzuki music video. That, yes, um, I was like, what is happening? Uh, which was revealed that it's for Stardom Pop-Up Grand Prix. Um, which I don't know what that is. Um, it's a, a start. Uh, Suzu is clearly starting her streetwear brand, and she is having a pop-up shop that is also a wrestling show. Uh, the in the next match, Mariah May and Mina Shirakawa beat Tekla and Megan Bain when Mariah pinned Tekla. Um. Really, the thing that stuck out to me here, the Mariah Tekla sequences, I thought were a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, I talked about this on the last episode, how I thought this should have just been part of the Stardom and Showcase canon. And I was 100% proven right when Mina started just 
shaking her honkers at the camera and the camera just started sh- just shaking furiously just zooming in and out and i was like yep that's a stardom and showcase moment right there and then it happened again on their way out of the ring so i was like you know what i was proven right there you go uh, the in the next match, Micah and Suzu Suzuki beat Ami Sore and Saya Ida when Micah pinned Saya. Um, I actually thought this was a super fun match. I thought everyone really worked hard. Um, I went three and a half stars. Uh, my one question is: Are they going to make this Micah Suzu May a real unit? I don't know. It feels like, like they only tag with each other, and yet. They haven't really talked about it. No, they've been dancing around it so much. It's very weird. And the note I made in my notes was, could Saya possibly be a member of Micah Goon too? Oh, that would like, be just, interesting. I, yeah. Like, I, I think you there's something there you can do, but it's like they don't want to pull the trigger yet. <laughs> Uh, the next match, Mayu, Iwatani, and Koguma defeating Shiri and Saki Kashima, the killers of God's Eye, uh, when Mayu submitted Saki in the middle of the ring. Felt a bit in this match like they were just sort of going through the motions, uh, which I don't blame them for, uh, for sort of this low-end show in the middle of a low-end show. So I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I actually don't have any notes on it. I forgot that it happened. (laughs) Then we get to the what I would call the business end of the card uh, with these legends in this next match. Um, uh, Oh, yes. A eight person tag match. Can't read my notes properly here. Uh, Natsuka Tora, Ruaka, Dump Matsumoto, and Zap defeating Kyoko Inoue, Utami, Azumi, and Miyu Amasaki when Natsuka Tora pinned Miyu Amasaki. Um, I thought this was a lot of fun, sort of a goofy change of pace match. Funniest part of the match for me was Dump Matsumoto not standing on the apron, but just standing in the corner uh, waiting to cane (laughs) anyone attempting to uh, get a pin or really do anything of the sort, just sort of standing there. And it's like, well, here's another pin slap. Um, Yeah. I I love that that the ref just gave up on tags at some point. He's like, fuck it. Anyone tag in, who cares? Just run in. Uh, I can't control this old lady with the stick anymore. (laughs) Thought it was fun. Thought it started off fun with them sort of brawling in the crowd. Um, I thought lagged a little bit with the heat segments. Um, but it was fun. You know, I don't really know how much you can expect, um, or should expect dump to do at the age of 63. Um, but you know, I thought, as I said, sort of a change of pace, something we don't really see people we don't really see. So in that way, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it was a good match and by any means, but like, I enjoyed it. So I just slapped three stars on it and called it a day. Then in the semi-main event, Tom Nakano, Natsupoi, and Sayori Ano defeated Takako Inoue, Shinobu Kandori, and Hazuki when Natsupoi pinned Hazuki. Um, at one point, Hazuki was elbowing the shit out of the back of Natsupoi's head. 
Um, and I was like, Ooh, gosh, that looks, um, crazy. At one point, yeah, that I looked nasty. I did think of Kelly because, uh, Kandori attacked Daichi, um, during <laughs> one of the pins, instead of going for the pin, just went straight for Daichi. And I thought, yes. And I think like Daichi stood up and was like, I'm the referee. You can't do that. Um, which I thought was funny. Another match, I went sort of three and a half just because I was like, these are sort of fun. It's fun seeing these older wrestlers. You know, they're diversions. They're not any sort of things you need to go out of the way to see. But I was sort of enjoying myself and having a good time. Yeah. The one thing about this match that I thought was truly remarkable was Kandori didn't want to do the job so bad that she is the one who got her team to lose essentially by punching or elbowing Hazuki in the face. And that immediately led to the pin. So it's like, she's so strong. She made her team lose. Like that's, that's amazing. That is a, that doesn't work for me, brother of the ages. Um, and then the main event, I didn't even write down the finish of the main event. Um, what was the finish of the main event? Uh, uh... <laughs> anyway, it was Jaguar Yokoto, Momoe Nakanishi, and Nanai Takahashi taking on Starlight Kid, Momo Watanabe, and you. I know Starlight Kid got pinned. Starlight I Kid that got because... pinned by... I think Nanae. I think you're right. Um, why didn't I write that down? I don't know. I just because watched... I remember being like, "Oh, really? We got a pin Starlight Kid? Fine." I watched the show like two hours ago, and sort of these results were so unimportant that I didn't write it down, and I've already sort of forgotten <laughs> what happened. Um, yeah, I watched it last night as the thing I was doing right before I went to bed, so I was kind of just like, "Man, I'm tired. I got to finish this." My first note on the match is Jaguar Yakota's. I didn't know her Twitter handle. Her Twitter handle is FSH4LXTZQUHFW5P. I've noticed there's quite a few like Japanese Twitter users where initially I think they're just spam bots, but it's like, no, you just have nonsense usernames. Um, I just thought that was very funny when she was being introduced and her thing popped up and I was like, what? Uh, I thought, did they make a mistake in the graphic? And then I went to Twitter and I discovered they did not make a mistake in the graphic. Um, my one, my biggest note on this is I think Momo Nakanishi is the best wrestler in the world who wrestles less than five times a year. <laughs> like she's so good. She's running all over the ring. The crowd is like really reacting to all her things. She's running up the rope. She's diving. She's flipping all over the place. She's, you know, working this high speed style. She is 43. Um, and I was just like, this is great. One big, uh, a rare, a really rare, um, boo-boo by the stardom production. Jaguar Yakota doing a dive off the apron, which was entirely missed by the cameras. Yeah, no, they nor they're normally pretty good about that stuff. Because I saw it happening, I was like, "Oh, look!" It was like sort of a wide shot, and I was like, "Oh, look over there! Jaguar is going to do a dive, I think." And then they cut. And the to cameraman some- said, "Look over where." <laughs> They cut to some other camera and you heard everyone in the background react to the dive, but you didn't see it. 
And then they cut back to the large shot and it was like Jaguar on top of whoever she had dove on. And I was like, well, I guess we just missed that whole thing, Um, (laughs) which was a bummer. But I have to say, I thought this match ruled. I thought it was great. Um, It was pretty good. Yeah, I went went three and a half. I liked it a decent amount. Oh, I went way higher than you. Oh, wow. Okay. I went four and a quarter star on this. Um, Damn. I just thought it was super fun. It was super well worked. The end, it was like pin breakups all over the place at one point. Uh, Momoa came in and like threw her entire body into the pin breakup. Um, and I just thought it was Which great. It is was so much better than when people just come by and like slap someone on the back and yeah, they're like, like, yep, that breaks up the pin. Yeah. Like tap them on the back and be like, okay, <laughs> broke it yeah, up. I, I hate that. <laughs> um, I just thought it was really super fun. Like this is sort of the peak of like what this could be. You get someone, I mean, you're lucky enough to sort of get Momoi in there who can still really go. I mean, Nanai is, is still can go, you know, Jaguar is sort of there as like, Oh, is this is fun to have this person here and she can sort of come in and do things from time to time, but you don't have to like rely on her. Like sort of, they did with dump in the other match where it's sort of like, Oh, you're the focus of the match, but actually, you know, we need to make sure that you don't break in half by the end of the match. Um, <laughs> So it was just a lot of fun. I mean, this is the, if you were like, I haven't watched this show. Should I watch the show? I would just say, watch this one match. Um, Cause you sort of get the whole thing. And yeah, I just, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a ton of fun. So what else has been happening in the world of Joshi? Well, we're not done with stardom quite yet. They've had a number of five-star Grand Prix shows on the 8th, the 10th, the 12th, and the 15th. The 15th was at Corrigan Hall. Kelly, uh, I guess I'll just throw it to you generally. Was there anything uh, that stood out to you with these five-star Grand Prix shows? Uh, Let me go through my notes. Here, I'll let Uh... you go through your notes, and I'll just say I thought that the – August 8th show was really, really good. I think I was probably the high man on that because I thought uh, Mariah and Julia and Siri and Natsupoy were both um, super matches. I went four and a quarter on both of them. Um, So those were really um, two matches that really in this group stuck out to me. The Cork and Hall show was also very good, of course, Um, sort of the bigger you know, Corican Hall is always going to get sort of the bigger, better matches than some of these smaller um, little house shows. Yeah. Yeah. So on the eighth, I really like Julia and Mariah. Uh, I, they kind of, they feel very similar to me. Like I, I think Mariah kind of has that crazy person, Julia energy of like, let's just go be a insane brawler. So like, I think, those two had really great chemistry. I liked that match a lot. I thought Mayu versus Suzu on that same show was really good. Uh, like Suzu kind of escaping the dragon suplex, but then Mayu just brute for- forcing her into it was a cool finish. I went four stars on that one. Uh, the tenth, uh, Poi versus Mayu was pretty good. Uh, that's about the highlight of that one. The twelfth, I liked uh, Utami versus Sayori was great. 
I went four and a quarter on that one. Sayori is really the, I think the re- the t- wrestler of the tournament so far. I think she's been having killer matches all over the place. Uh, and then the fifteenth, the Mariah versus Mina match was great. I thought their fighting spirit, like suplex exchange, was really great, and the flurry of slaps that Mina threw at Mariah was awesome. I went four on that one. Siri versus Suzuki was really good too. Just kind of both of them taking crazy bumps and just throwing bombs. I went four and a quarter on that. Uh, I thought Tom versus Mayu was one of those matches where you immediately know it's going to be a draw and was kind of disappointing. And then uh, Azumi versus Utami was a fun main event. I liked that you know it's going to be a good match when one of the very first moves is a Canadian Destroyer. And then, you know what? One of the very last moves of that match was a Canadian Destroyer, too. There's was, was a good symmetry there. Stardom also had New Blood uh, number 10. It has not aired yet. Uh, it will air. It will, I believe, be on Stardom World on Monday the 21st. Um, no results were even posted, I don't think. So we don't know what happened. So we're not going to talk about it. Sting and Darby Allen showed up. It was wild. <laughs> uh, Tokyo Joshi also had their latest version of Inspiration. And Kelly, I believe you watched this show. I did. Have, have you? I did not get to it. Um... You got to watch the second half. Uh, Mizuki versus Iger was a lot of fun seeing Mizuki fight the spooky ghost. Uh, at one point, Mizuki climbs up to a ledge that I either did not know was in Shinkiba or forgot was there and jumps off of it. So that was very cool. And then the main event between Yamashita and Nakajima may have been the best match that we're going to talk about the entire show. They worked so much harder than they needed to. And it was just great back and forth action. Really felt like a match between two people who know each other so well. And like, shit, it was awesome. I went four and a half on it. It's, I think a lot of people are going to skip it over because it's on this small inspiration show, but do not skip it. This is one of the best Tokyo Joshi matches of the year. What else has been happening? Diana had some shows on the 13th. Ayako Sato and Hanako Nakamori retained their tag titles over Mochi Natsumi and Risa Sara. And on the 15th, Haruka Umasaki retained her title over Kakuru Sakaguchi. Uh, Marvelous had a show on August 7th. And Kelly, you have not watched the show, have you? No, I watched the post-match uh, angle afterwards, which was cool, but I, f- I totally slipped on watching the main show. Okay, I watched, I have seen the main event, and, you know, you just said uh, Mio and Shoko was the best match of the two weeks, but I went five stars on this match. Holy um, shit, okay, which, I'm making time for it. Um. You know, I know when it first happened, a lot of people were upset um, about the result with Mio losing the title uh, to Osaki. Um, You know, I sort of saw the reaction of everyone before I saw the match. But to me, I watched the match and it's just the exact um, perfect type of spectacle. I mean, the crowd is like 
molten hot, like screaming the whole time. You know, Chagusa, of course, is on, you know, holding the camera, but also on commentary at the same time. Um, so it just has this crazy, you know, Mio's bleeding at one point and Mayumi's like dragging her through the aisles of Corican Hall, um, you know, with her bloody and Takumi's on the ring apron, you know, yelling at the ref because Ozaki's like killing Mio with this chain and the chairs and everything. Um, and it's just like the perfect for me spectacle match where it's just like, whoa, this is crazy. It's a lot of fun. Um, and the post-match where Ozaki goes up to Chigusa and drops the belt and then stomps on it. And then Chigusa's running in the ring to try and like tackle her. Um, and she's pissed. And I was like, the whole thing just comes together. You know, some people were, you know, upset that Mio lost the title, which I think makes sense. But I just think as a match, it's so like these big Ozaki matches, like the one against Sayori a couple of years ago. Uh, was sort of a similar so thing. Um, another great match, but it's like these big matches where they just go out and it's like bloody brawls. Um, I just think are great. So I thought this was an amazing match um, and very well worth uh, watching. Damn. Well, I got to do that. I got, I have to ask though, was me, did Mio get misted with red mist or was that all blood? She got misted. She got misted with red mist, but she was bleeding. Um, she was bleeding all over the place. Because, yeah, it like, looked like her head got dunked in just red paint. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of that late was mist. But when she started bleeding, it was like a lot of blood immediately. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of that was also blood in addition to the mist. Okay. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, Kelly, what else has been happening in Joshi in the last two weeks? Uh, Genbari's Joshi offshoot Ganjo had their Battle Garega 23 show on August 11th. Uh, standout matches on that one for me were Unagi Sayaka defeating Yoshihiko Hasegawa. Uh, that one kind of made me think like, hey, following Unagi's time in the Fire Festival, I think she's hitting harder than ever now. So I think that's that's interesting watching her grow as a performer. And then in the main event, Yuri defended the Ice X Infinity title against uh, Rina Amakura, who was doing an Amy Manase gimmick where she was just wearing uh, Yuna Manase's gear and doing some of her moves. Uh, but that was a fun match. I went three and a half on both of those two. Uh, and then over in DDT, they had uh, Saki Akai's 10th anniversary show on... Uh, August 13th. Uh, the main event of that was Sakiakai, Asuka, Mayuki, and Mayukihi defeating Shoko Nakajima, Rina Yamashita, and Takumi Aroha. This is a really fun all star trios match. Uh, everyone worked really hard here, which is especially notable that uh, Aroha was in the States like a day and a half prior to this. <laughs> so it's like, damn, no, uh, no jet lag there. Yeah, over, I went four stars on it. Definitely worth your time. And then what is coming up in the world of Joshi in the next two weeks? Well, we got more five-star Grand Prix action on the 26th of August. Now, there was a show also 
um, today on August 20th. Obviously hasn't made it to Stardom World yet, but will be there soon. But on the 26th, three matches, Tom Nakano versus Natsuko Tora, Julia versus Mirai, and Utami versus Micah. On the 27th, four matches, Natsupoi versus Natsuko Tora, Ami Sore versus Starlight Kid, Sayori Ano versus Hanan, and Momo Watanabe versus Mariah May. On September 2nd, four matches, Mayu Iwatani against Ami Sore, Julia versus Momo Watanabe, Mina Shirakawa versus Azumi, and Utami versus Mariah May. And then on September 3rd, will be the five-star special, some five-star matches, as well as much more. The five-star matches, Utami against Momo, Tom Nakano against Starlight Kid, Mayu Iwatani versus Suri. And then three title matches, Saki Kashima will defend her high-speed title against the aforementioned Momo Kogo. Sayori Ano and Natsupoi will defend their recently won tag titles against Suzu Suzuki and May Sierra. And Mirai will defend the Wonder of Stardom title against Konami. Kelly, you think we see any title changes on that show? Uh, Konami is definitely not winning. Uh, Ko is not winning. No. <laughs> uh, maybe Suzu and May, but I doubt it. No, no title changes. Not a single one. Then Seedling at Corican Hall on August 25th has their eighth anniversary show, a big show here. We'll open with Ryo Mizunami and Miyuki Takase against Yu and Hiroya Matsumoto. La Pedida will face off against Kakuru Sekiguchi in a high-speed match that will be a, I guess you could call it a mask versus mask match. Um, if La Pedida loses, um, she will lose her match. If Kakuru Sekiguchi loses, she will gain a mask. Um, she will be forced to put a mask on. Um, so that's an interesting stipulation there. A six-person match, Mima Shimoto, Makoto, and Asuka will take on Miyo Momono, Itsuki Aoki, and Misa Kagura. And then on the top two, the tag titles will be defended. New champions Riko Kaiju and Ayame Sasamura will defend against Natsu Samire and Mayukihi, and the big main event for the Beyond the Sea title, Arisa Nakajima, will defend against Sari um, in what should be an excellent match. Um, almost. You think Sari is winning? I I think she I think she may. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think there's a good chance of that. I mean, they've certainly built it up. They had these sort of. You know, they had the show, they've had it on seedling shows, but also on the Seriism 2. Um, they had the big tag, which that all, you know, the Nakajima Seri interactions were a focus. So I think they built it in a way that, and it also seems like if it's not going to be Seri, who's going to actually win this title? So, yeah. Uh, um, Tokyo Joshi has a show on August 26th. Rika Tatsumi will take on De Demonio Dos. Uh, Demonio Uno defeated by Rika Tatsumi a while back. So Demonio Dos um, coming for some fami family revenge, I guess. 
Um, are they a family? I don't know. <laughs> Could be. And then what was described in the um, auto translate as a summer party death match. Um, Mizuki and Himawari will take on Shoko Nakajima and Palm Harajuku in a match with rules to be announced later. Um, I'm so excited for whatever the hell that's going to be. <laughs> so we'll see what that is. Uh, Sendai Girls has a big show on September 2nd, the big show Nigata, their yearly big show. Um, Rhea Marumori will take on Yuna. Eureka Oka will take on the visiting Natsupoi. A classic for the last time, Sakura Horoda will take on Iger. Uh, Ryo Mizunami, Aja Kong, and uh, Britain's Lena Cross will take on Seri, Seoriano, and Chichi. Millie McKenzie will face off against Manami. Mika Iwata and Miyuki Takase will take on Kairi and Veni. And then for the tag titles in the main event, Chihiro Hashimoto and Yu will face off against Hiroya Matsumoto and Dash Chizako, the recently returned. Ice Ribbon has a Corican Hall show on August 26th, uh, headlined by uh, a tag title match. Makoto and Hamako Hoshi will take on Yapi and Akari, as well as Sumika Yanagawa and Misa Kagura. And in the main event, Yuri will defend her Ice Infinity title against Ibuki Hoshi. That should be a good match. Kelly, anything else? from you anything we missed uh so nothing else but i did just discover via twitter uh shouts out to joshi city at joshi puro uh marvelous is now doing a youtube subscription thing where it costs like seven bucks a month and they did upload the uh august 7th show so i'm going to subscribe so i can watch that oh yes they did and i believe it's 6.99 yen so oh, if, even if, better. If you're in the States, I believe uh, with the current exchange rate, that's it's like actually, $3. Yeah, it's actually very cheap. Um, Hell thank yeah. You, thank you for reminding me. I meant to mention that when I was talking about the show, but you can, yes, watch it there um, with their YouTube subscription. Yeah, so I will subscribe to that later. And Kelly, I turn the floor over to you for your um, weekly chat. Okay, so I haven't really seen anything of note in the past two weeks, mostly because there's been so much wrestling. But later tonight, on the day we record this, I am going to go see the new 20th anniversary 4K restoration of Old Boy. And if you've never seen Old Boy, you should watch it. It's an incredible movie. Make sure to watch the original and also don't look up anything about it the twist ending is one of the single best in any movie do not ruin it for yourself it's so good um i saw the last voyage of the demeter um this weekend and i'll recommend it to you kelly because i think you might enjoy it okay um it's a vampire slasher movie on a boat Hell yeah. Okay, uh, someone was telling me about a boat Dracula movie. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I saw it, thought it was a lot of fun. You know, won't change your life, but very enjoyable. Okay, cool. Yeah, that, that sounds fun. 
And that ends our segment recommending movies to each other at the end of a Oh, it actually podcast. is like Dracula, Dracula. That's yeah, not it's... even just someone calling all vampires Draculas. You know, yes, it's actually Dracula. And this wow, is not a spoiler. Okay. It's not a spoiler because at the beginning, it's it's based on the Dracula novel, and they explicitly say that in the first two seconds of the movie. So, okay, yeah, no. When someone said that to me, I thought they were just calling all vampires Draculas. Which, yeah, I mean, you can't. I do that all the time. <laughs> um. So yeah, that is all for this episode of jumping bomb audio, but we will see you see you uh, in two weeks time. Yep, We're coming to your house. <laughs> we're busting down the door and we're going to do a podcast in your living room. We're only the first do- ever jumping bomb audio home invasion tour. We're only doing personal podcasts for no more than two people at a time where we yep. will say the same things. We'll memorize a script of our thoughts. And say the same things. Uh, But anyway, for Kelly, I am Taylor, and we will see you in two weeks' time on Jumping Bomb Audio. Leave your doors unlocked. We'll be by later. Hey now, it's Mike Gilbert, host of the Mike and JD Show, right here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Join JD by God Oliva and myself every Thursday night live on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we stay up all night discussing all the hottest stories in professional wrestling. You can also check us out right here on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting feed or you can subscribe to the Mike and JD Show feed. Now, enjoy the show.